we want to welcome Eileen Thomas to our radio broadcast this morning. And it's just a, a blessing to have you on today, Eileen. Thank you so much, Jeff and Kurt. Well, it seems natural in many ways to have you back in the Missions Radio studio. Uh, for those listeners that may be just new to the broadcast, um, Eileen and my late father, Kurt Thomas, did the broadcast for, what was it, 36 years, we said? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Every Sunday, your voice and dad's were heard uh, on uh, the radio broadcast. And prior to that, what? Reverend C.C. Yeah. Thomas, um, mm -hmm. my father-in-law, his dad, had done the radio broadcast, and uh, he passed away in 1976. So then uh, Reverend Kurt Thomas, my husband, your dad, took over then. And how did you become a part of the radio? Well, the day he passed away, uh, the, the Reverend C.C. Thomas, I said to your father, you know, anything I can do to help you. I'm willing mm -hmm. to do that. The first thing he said was, I need your help with the broadcast. Was that a surprise? Oh, yes, it was. And besides, <laughs> it terrified me because I had never done anything like that before. But I certainly wasn't going to go back on my word. And if he needed my help, uh, so that's how it came about. And did you, at that time, think in terms of we, you'd be doing the broadcast for 36 years? I mean, that seems like a long time. Yes, you were it thinking does. Of that I didn't even think about how long. It's just, uh, you know, something we did every week. And right. uh, sometimes, especially in the more recent years, we had to do that on our free time because the work was so busy. There wasn't time to do it while we were working here. And just one more question on the radio broadcast, uh, your, the history of that. You were primarily, as I understand, a you were at the were at the control board. Is that right? That's, oh yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. I don't think people knew that, <laughs> that was in your in your repertoire. I always said he was the program director and I was the technician. And we went through um, you know many different uh, ways of recording the broadcast over the years because equipment changes. Right. Well, you know, Eileen, just. Uh, we're going to be talking in a few moments here about uh, Harvest Home. Uh, February is their anniversary of 36 years. But before we do that, I think people always love to hear the story of when did you come to the Haven of Rest Ministries and how did that come about? Well, I came to Haven of Rest after receiving Christ. So I want to back up a little bit. Uh, in November 1956, uh, I was a student nurse and... Um, I became quite depressed, very busy with the activities, but life was very empty for me, even though I had been raised in a home where we went to church every Sunday, but I didn't know the Lord. And then uh, I was invited, I have to tell this quickly, but I was invited to the Nurses Christian Fellowship, and I thought, I don't want to go to that. They have a Bible study. How boring, you know. And uh, <laughs> so the, the sponsor, you know, this is how God works. It's still amazing to me when I think back, she's... She came to me and she said, I'd like you to teach one of the Bible uh, studies. And out of my mouth came this word, yes. Well, once again, I wouldn't go back on my word. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do? And she said, don't worry, I'll come to your room for about six weeks, once a week, and we'll go over the scripture. Well, you know how the Lord works. It just convicted my heart. I mean, I, I knew I, then that I was a sinner and I needed a, a Savior. And so the final day of preparation was the day I surrendered my heart to the Lord. And I don't know what I taught at the Bible study, but I know my life was completely changed from that point. So I started praying about a mission field. And I thought, well, 
Africa, India, China, you know, and I would go to different churches where missionaries were speaking and hear their presentations and see their slides of their work. And I always came away disappointed because I thought, well, that's wonderful what they're doing, but that's the Lord hasn't placed that on my heart. So i uh, make a long story short, uh, there was a Christian medical society in Akron, and so they uh, had been contacted by Reverend Kurt Thomas about starting a medical clinic at the Haven of Rest Rescue Mission. And so they asked some of us student nurses and some of the doctors to come to the Haven of Rest. So I had never heard of a rescue mission. I said, what's that? Is it Christian? They said, oh, yeah. So I said, okay, I'll try it once. So I uh, came down with other student nurses and the doctors and and uh, the Lord just touched my heart. I saw those men, uh, even in the wintertime, ragged clothing. Some of them didn't have any socks on, and some of them were intoxicated, and they were all hungry. And mm. even to think of it today, it touches my heart, the need that they had uh, physically and spiritually. And and Lord just placed that on my heart to help as, as a registered nurse. So I didn't come full-time with the mission until... Um, I graduated, but I did volunteer, and then here was this good-looking young man who was <laughs> the assistant superintendent in those days, Kurt Thomas, uh, Jr., and, uh, well, we felt it was love early on. Well, the mission moved to 175 East Market Street in 1974. Uh, Harvest Home at that time was not a part of the ministry. What was the need happening at the mission at that time? Okay. Well, for years and years, most rescue missions were men's missions. And uh, there weren't women on the street in those days. And uh, in fact, I remember one time at Haven of Rest, when it was still all a men's mission, there was a woman hitchhiking out front. And and we said, oh, let's go see. This was such an unusual thing Hmm. to see a woman on the street and hitchhiking. But um, in the location that you just described, we started having women come to us and come to the, the Christian service that we had and, and receive Christ. And, I mean, we could feed them and we could give them maybe some clothing, but we couldn't continue to minister to them. And so we tried, Mrs. Thomas and I, my mother-in-law, she was very active in the work as mm-hmm. a co-founder. Uh, we wanted to minister to these women, so we thought, well, they need housing, and we don't have a facility, so we'll put them in an inexpensive hotel. But that was just a bad scene because uh, the environment there was not good, and and especially if they'd been in alcohol and drugs and possibly prostitution, that just was a bad environment. So we started praying, the board started praying, and we started um, you know, spending time thinking about uh, if the Lord would provide a shelter for women. Mm-hmm. And that makes me wonder, before we go further uh, in the interview, uh, prior to the founding of the Harvest Home, did you do more of the, the medical work here at the Haven? You talked about your volunteer work, but when you came on staff and were part of the Thomas family, what were some of the things that you were doing before well, the Harvest Home existed? They ha- actually had uh, what they called an alcoholic ward. And so they took alcoholics in, and uh, so they needed a certain number of nurses and aides and so forth. So that became, I became the director uh, of the medical division. And so we provided detox services. And then, of course, we shared the gospel because mm-hmm. our program was to win people to Christ. And many, many people in the Akron area and beyond did come to Christ and never drank again. So. And you also had a hand in the uh, in the cooking, didn't you? 
Oh, yes. At the bottom of every uh, job description for Haven of Rest, it says, and anything else you are called upon to do. <laughs> well, I think we only had five staff members at that time, and there was a lot of work. And uh, so I helped in any way I could. I think that's the essence of Christian service, mm-hmm. just to do whatever, you know, needs to be done. And, and uh, so I even ended up at one point being the food service manager. And uh, that was interesting, but I learned a lot there. Well, well I can vouch uh, from being in the family, you are a good cook. But I, I think that from what you're saying here, that you were probably maybe out of your sphere of... Element, yes. Yeah, Let's say my medical skills were better. <laughs> <laughs> but you did what was necessary to be done to further the ministry. And yes, so that's and we didn't even... It. In those days, we didn't even have uh, a page system. So if someone's in the kitchen and they received a phone call in the office upstairs, I became the page system because mm. I was the youngest, so I would run and tell them. <laughs> but those days are over. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in 1974, you, you the board and, and you and Reverend Thomas are praying about the Lord to provide a woman's shelter. In 1979, that becomes a reality uh, in February uh, of 1979. How did you become the director of the Harvest Yes. Home? Well, I'm so thankful for a board that was sensitive to the needs of the rest of the population, women, because, you know, we'd all always worked with the men. So just to uh, go back in history just a little bit here, um, land was purchased next to Haven of Rest, and it was the home for the blind. Well, um, they had a new facility, and so that was for sale. And so Reverend C.C. Thomas said, well, you know, with the uh, direction of the board, we'll purchase that property and, and see what happens. So anyway, after um, research and praying about this and everything and the energy crisis that made all utilities more expensive, the board said it would be much more efficient uh, to build a new structure, raise that, because that was old structure and only one bathroom in mm-hmm. that Building. So anyway, the Harvest Home was construction in 1979, and my husband and I hired uh, house parents, and they lived in, and they had a lot of responsibility, and they just stepped out on faith. They didn't know how to work with mentally ill and homeless people, so that we had it was a great educational process. And uh, as part of my nurses' training, I enjoyed working with people that had mental problems, and I understood that and what their needs were. So. Um, Reverend Thomas said, I need you to start working next door and direct the Harvest Home. And that's how that came about. Take us to the first day that the Harvest Home was open and finally became a reality after months, maybe years of planning. And um, was it like you envisioned on the first day? It, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in those days, you know, society changes. There were battered women's shelters, but not shelters for women with any other need or just being homeless. There were two battered women's shelters in Akron. And when we opened the Harvest Home, uh, this was part of my first day. I got a call from a board member from one of the battered women's shelters, and he was irate. He didn't give me a chance to talk. He just said, what do you mean by opening another shelter for battered women? There aren't enough funds to go around, and I'm really surprised, and you didn't. And I said, just a minute, just a minute. Uh, I said, this is not a battered women's shelter. This is for women that are homeless, any kind of uh, need other than being battered. And he never even apologized. He said, okay, goodbye, and slammed the phone down. Off to a good start. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And you've obviously had a lot of stories that have happened over the years when you were the director of the Harvest Home. Uh, I know you have ministered to ladies that... uh, uh, some went well, 
and some maybe even tried to uh, hurt you physically. Oh, yes. Well, uh, when you step out on faith, it's always an interesting journey. And I'm just so thankful for the Harvest Home and that the Gospels presented that some might be saved. But people have all kind of problems, and uh, they have all kind of needs. And so uh, for all the staff, and I, I praise the staff because they're very consecrated Christian women that serve there, uh, you you present the gospel and you feed and clothe them and so forth, but the emotional needs are just huge. And sometimes they're very angry people because of what they've been through. Many have been, the homeless women have been molested as children. And uh, of course, there's a lot of addiction issues, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a great joy when a person comes to Christ and you can see the changes in their lives. And But we, it's not an easy job at all because especially when you're dealing with some mental health issues. Like I remember one woman that was talking to me in my office and she said, I feel the spirit of the breaking point sitting on my head and telling me to jump off the bridge. Mm. And, uh, you know, immediately we had to get her medical care and medical help. And after you do that, the person becomes stable enough then Mm -hmm. to hear the word of God and consider life changes. But, um, Every day is interesting and challenging, and we appreciate the prayers of people and all the volunteers who help with the ministry of Harvest Home. We're coming to the close of the time uh, here this morning. Went fast. It did. Well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't want it to end yet. Uh, Actually, I would like to continue uh, indefinitely, but we don't have that time. But I do love the story uh, about a a woman who got an opportunity. I don't want to give it away, but was sitting across from you. Oh, yeah. Can you share that? Oh, she was was a large woman, and she had scars all over her uh, arms and everything. And and I, of course, being a nurse, I noticed the scars right away. And I said, what happened? Well, she said, I was in the uh, penitentiary and tried to burn the place down. And she said, I I suffered (laughs) through it. And uh, she said, "Uh, is this a Christian place? I said, yes, it is. And uh, she said, well, don't don't say the J word for me. I don't want to hear that at all. And I thought, well, this is going to be interesting because we have Bible study, we have devotions, we have a Christian program. I say the here. J word quite often, right? Yes. yes. So uh, uh, I just felt empowered by the Holy Spirit to say, you know, Jesus loves you and Christ died for you, and that's what this place is all about. And I closed my eyes because she's, she had just said, I'm, I'm going to let you have it if you talk about the J word. So when I opened my eyes, it was real quiet, and uh, I saw the tears running down her face, and she did receive Christ as her Savior Amen. that day. So um, that's just one of many blessings. Well, Eileen, it's always a privilege to have you on the radio broadcast as you share the history, which is so rich in regards to how the Lord has moved uh, through the Haven Arrest into the Harvest Home and how he has used you in a mighty way. How can our listening audience pray for you? Well, I, I think that uh, praying for me, uh, I appreciate that, but also all the staff and the board members that serve and all the, all the donors and the volunteers that make this ministry possible because there's no government money at all. And so we're just so, so thankful. We want to glorify and praise God. Well, thank you for your well, being here, first of all, but also for the 36 years that you mentioned mm-hmm. that you uh, led the, the – well, Co-led the broadcast with uh, with Dad, your service at Harvest Home, and you continue to serve the Harvest mm-hmm. Home uh, these days as a board member. Yes. We thank you for that, and uh, thank you for coming by today to kind of kick off this month of uh, a look at the uh, Harvest Home and its anniversary. And, um, and once again, just thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It was my privilege.